Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. Thank you for joining me for another episode in our series of Dealing with Mormonism. We're in part number eight and uh, only have one more episode to go. So next week will be our last week uh, in Dealing with Mormonism. be a nine-part series. So uh, thank you for joining me along in this journey. Hopefully it's been informative. I know uh, I've learned a lot of things, especially a lot of the uh, specific details and uh, some good talking points to be able to talk to Mormons that you will encounter. uh, And you will encounter them if you're a faithful Christian, either in soul winning or just out and about. You will encounter Mormons. Now you can give some some things to talk about. So we've talked about salvation a little bit at length in dealing with their doctrine of God and their doctrine of Jesus. Remember, the God of the Mormons is not the God of the Bible. Uh, the Jesus of Mormonism is not the Jesus of the Bible. So when dealing with salvation, what do they believe about salvation specifically? Well, uh, we're going to look at First, what they say is requirement for salvation uh, and how they come to that place, but uh, how we can just very simply go to the Word of God and know exactly what salvation is to be in the Word of God. And this, member, the Bible is, they are God's words, it is the Word of God, so we can trust it, and so we should be very careful about taking the word of those that would make light of those verses or misinterpret them uh, as the Mormons do. Uh, So, of course, we know that the three, uh, we looked at the three states of a person that the Mormons believe in. They believe in pre-mortality, mortality, mortality, and post-mortality. So, in essence, that if they live a good life in the pre-mortality, in the spirit world, and they do well there, then they can be come to earth and uh, be mortal so that they can face the trials and temptations and achieve eventual godhood. That is the eventual goal. Uh, and so one of the things that is very different, we look in the Bible, we look at the book of Genesis, we see the fall of mankind. Uh, Adam and Eve sin. Uh, they believe the lie of the devil, and they uh, Eve did, but Adam says was not deceived, and he willfully disobeyed. Uh, now, Sin has passed upon all mankind, the curse upon the earth and the curse upon mankind for sin. Well, and we would view that as a bad thing. However, the Mormons view this in a little bit of a different light. They believe that Adam and Eve were not um, mortal because they had never faced temptation uh, and they were not able to have children, so that due to the fall, now the spirit children that were in the, in the pre-existence we're now able to be born into this world. So uh, the basic phrase, which is a heretical statement, but they say Adam sinned so that man could be. Uh, So basically it was all part of God's plan for Adam to sin. That's basically God set Adam up so that the rest of the human race could be born. Uh, Complete twisting of Scripture. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. And complete, complete heresy, just like the devil, to make the fallout to be a good thing. Uh, but let's talk about the Mormon requirements for salvation. So the first being baptism in a Mormon church. And you baptized in a Mormon church. Our regular church attendance, okay? Consistent good works. Uh, attaining worthiness through good works and deeds. Doing your two-year missionary 
uh, journey, uh, engaging in temple work, which are the rituals, being baptized for the dead, things like that. So they believe in these five things, you will attain salvation through your goodness. Remember, we looked at last week that they believe Jesus atoned for the sin of Adam, but not for the sin of all mankind, as the Bible states. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Uh, we see that the very clearly that all in John 3.16 and many other verses how Jesus died to, attain, to atone for the sin of mankind. You read that in Romans and in Hebrews. Um, but how do they get to the place that you need to be baptized to be saved and you need to do good works? Well, they misinterpret some very key verses. I'm going to touch on them. I encourage you to time out for yourself. Uh, but Matthew 5, 48, uh, when Jesus said, uh, be perfect, be perfect, uh, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So in order to be saved, I believe you have to be, have perfection. Perfect has the idea of being complete. Having a complete understanding and complete faith is what's being spoken of here. Um, you know, First John 1.8 says, <laughs> if we say we have no sin, we lie. So saying we were perfect, we cannot be perfect. So that is just a very simple misinterpretation of, of that verse, which Mormonism does with some regularity, as most cults do. Uh, James 2, verses 17 and 26, talking about faith and works, uh, that a person's justified by their works. Uh, but we know in Romans, in Book of Romans, I forget what chapter and verse it is, but by the works of flesh shall not... By the works of flesh shall no flesh be justified. Uh, that is absolutely true. That there is paraphrase a little bit there, but um, Ephesians two eight nine, for by grace are you saved through faith, and not of works, lest any man should boast. So it's not of works. All James two is talking about is that if you have belief and trust in Christ, your lifestyle and your works should show it. Uh, and that you should show good works because of your faith. We do good because we're saved, not to be saved. Very important difference there. Another, Acts 2.38, uh, when they asked Peter, you know, how do, what must, how do we be saved? And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, uh, and receive the Holy Ghost. So we look at that verse, and it's like, wow, it seems like baptism is necessary for salvation. There are some verses in the Bible that are harder, but what is Bible interpretation? What's a pop called hermeneutics? What is proper Bible interpretation. Oh, baptism must be necessary for salvation, because this verse says it. Well, there are many other verses that teach the opposite. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 2 talks about the gospel, right? Talks about uh, how important it is uh, that we have a proper idea of the gospel here. Verses 1 and 2 of Romans, or uh, 1 Corinthians 15, Rover brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which ye also are saved. Okay? So let's listen for baptism here. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, verse 3, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. No mention of baptism here. Uh, and in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 17, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So what is being stated here is Paul said, my purpose wasn't to come and baptize. Well, if he was to see people saved and see people uh, and build churches, then you would think if they believed in baptism, regener baptism, regeneration, and he'd be baptized to be saved, then he would be saying, well, I'm sent to baptize and do that. Nowhere in the New Testament does it teach to be baptized to be saved. Now, that verse is hard. When we look at hard verses, we interpret it 
interpret Scripture with Scripture, not say, oh, that's just what we interpret it as. Uh, we look at other Scriptures to get the proper interpretation. Salvation is by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 makes that very, very clear. Works play no part in salvation, and salvation is a gift. We see in Romans uh, 6, 23, Romans 3, 20, Romans 3, 23, for all of sin that comes to the glory of God. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So understand, that's what, when they say we believe in Christ, we believe the gospel, they are not believing what the Bible says. They use the same terminology, but very different definitions. You must get down to those scriptures, Matthew 5, 6, uh, James chapter 2, verses 17 and 26, Acts 2, 38. Go to those and go to 1 Corinthians 1, 17. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Uh, and look, show them that in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. All those verses teach the opposite of what they believe, but you need to show those verses to them and interpret them according to what the scripture says. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe, sermonaudio.com, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, any podcast platform that you have. You can find us on there. Just put in The Christian Soldier, and you will find out, you'll find the podcast that you can tune into every single week. comes out Monday morning, midnight, and so that you can catch that. Also, if you have not been able to catch the other episodes in this series, this is episode eight, part eight of Dealing with Mormonism. Go back and listen to the other seven parts to get back up to speed. Uh, these are these are standalone, but they are do build one upon the other many times. So don't forget, next week is our last episode in the series, and we'll be looking at some new things. Can't wait. We'll let you know more about that next week. But God bless, and thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.